learn in our everyday life. And so, number one says, uh, Jesus teaches you can do stuff. So, um, uh, and it came to pass, Luke 11, verse 1. It, it came to pass as he was uh, praying in a certain place. When he ceased, one of the disciples uh, said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. So, if we... Um, look at uh, what Rachel has been learned in now. She uh, <coughs> she now knows how to pray. Um, Matthew chapter six, verse nine, I believe it is. It's the Lord's prayer. Matthew what? Chapter or is it nine? Yes. Where's the Lord's Prayer? Is it five? Um, oh, yeah, it is chapter six. I'll just wait for them to come back. Yes, chapter six, verse nine. You're right. Mom, where do you put our We'll wait for Brandon to get back for his Bible. Okay, and then we got Amy over there now. So turn to Matthew chapter six. And teachers Matthias, Matthias. Matthias. Kapitel Sass, first name. Kapitel Sass, first name. Um, Did you get that sound of Oh, unser Vater in der Himmel. I sound like Clear Dale? Well, that's how we talk at church. Oh. That's what it reminds me when you talk about it. Oh, and Clear Dale does this up in the church. Matthias. Ezekiel. Yeah. So, so uh, in Luke, it describes them. It says, "Teach us how to pray." Um, in Matthew, it just says, "After this manner, therefore pray." Ye. And so, you might be throwing what manner? Our Father which art in heaven, how will be your name? And so. First, we got to reverence God, obviously, because we can't build on each other, which we found out. Mm-hmm. We first have to reverence God, who he is. But then it says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. And so what is his kingdom? And that's what I really want to focus on here today. It's like, what is the kingdom of God? Um... It's going to be a lengthy portion of scripture so that we can start understanding what exactly it is. So we just heard Jesus's prayer here. Then in Matthew 6:33, he goes on to say, "But seek ye first the kingdom of God 
and his righteousness, and all these things shall be unto, added unto you. He says, thy kingdom come. Okay, what's the king? Seek ye first the kingdom of God, Matthew 6, 33, and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Okay, so Numaeans Freya, like, what is the righteousness and what is the kingdom of God? We've we've heard it in Jesus' prayer. We hear that people talk about it. And so I'm gonna say a lot of Bible verses here so that we can come to the understanding, possibly, what it means to be in the kingdom of God for every new believer, for every free believer. So it says, Matthew, I'm going to just ramble through these a lot. So Matthew 12, 28. But if I cast out devils by the spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. Okay. So what happened at Mike and Heidi's place, the kingdom of God came upon us. We were casting out devils. So that's the kingdom of God. If we put things into perspective. So, what else is in the kingdom of God? Again, I say unto you, Matthew 19, 24. Again, I say unto you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. What does that mean? Our focus, I think, if we don't focus in on the scripture or who God is, is going to be so elsewhere focused that we don't take time and we're just after the riches. So we will never enter into that specific part of the kingdom of God here on earth because these ends are busy, man. All it on that. That's my understanding of it. Matthew 21, 31. Uh, whether of them two did uh, the will of his father, they said unto him, the first, Jesus said unto them, Verily I say unto you, that the publicans and the harlots go into the kingdom of God before you. The religious people. So it's really talking about the kingdom of God. That other people can enter in rather than all these religious types of people. Matthew twenty one forty three. Therefore say unto you, the kingdom of God shall be taken from you and given to a nation, uh, bringing forth the fruits thereof. And I believe that that is... Uh, different nations which are the gentiles now after mark uh, chapter one mark has a lot about the kingdom of god so that, those were all the verses in matthew about the kingdom of god mark has quite a bit now after that john was put in prison jesus came into galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of god so jesus's literal ministry was to come preach the kingdom of god so when he says seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. That means everything else now becomes useless. We should first seek the kingdom of God. Because once we understand what's in the kingdom of God, then we will recognize there's power. And we can do things that Jesus has actually called us to do. And so like the number one thing in my opinion for a Christian to do is to seek the kingdom of God after you're born again. Like, that's the number one thing because that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to live in the kingdom of God. Um, and then one, Mark one fifteen says, 
and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye, and believe the gospel. So the, the kingdom of God is, was at hand. It wasn't there yet. Well, Jesus, Jesus had the kingdom of God. Verse 4, 11, or chapter 4, verse 11. He said unto them, Unto you it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. But unto them that are without, all these things are done in parables. Verse, uh, chapter 4, verse 26. And he said, So is the kingdom of God, as if a man should cast seed into the ground. So it just gives a parable, and then verse 30 expounds. And he said unto them, Whereunto shall we liken the kingdom of God? Or what shall we compare it? Uh, and so, it he gives parables. One of them is, like, this one man found a diamond or a jewel in a field. And he sold everything he had and bought that field to search for that jewel in that field. Or to buy that field so that he could have the that jewel which is the kingdom of God so that's a parable we should sell everything that we have to enter into the kingdom of God because when we're in the kingdom of God we can do all these things so what's in the kingdom of God and then here verse or Mark 9 verse 1 and he said unto them verily I say unto you that there be some of you that stand here which shall not taste of death till they have seen the kingdom of of God come with power so the kingdom of God comes with power so that we can um, for the most part if we don't have the Holy Spirit or if, if the Holy Spirit would be taken away from Lacrete I think most people would not notice it, it's a true fact because that's we don't even live in the kingdom of God because if some people would notice but for the most part, you wouldn't not recognize the difference from one place to the next place just because of that factor, because we don't use the kingdom's power. And so here it says very clearly, um, till they see the uh, kingdom of God come with power. So that power is displayed for every single person, every believer. Now we have to seek, how do we get into that power? Mark nine forty seven. And if thine eye offend thee, pluck it out. As it, uh, it is better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hellfire. Repentance. We need to repent from things so that we can enter into the kingdom of God. Not to be ashamed of what's been done in the past, but rather to look for the future because we... God doesn't dwell in the past, and neither are we supposed to dwell in the past. We, we look to the future. Mark ten fourteen. But Jesus said, uh, saw. But when Jesus saw it, he was much displeased and said unto them, Suffer the little children to come unto me, and forbid them not, for of such is the kingdom of God. Ten fifteen. Verily I say unto you, Whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a child, he shall not enter therein. So if we don't just accept it childlike faith we cannot enter into the kingdom of god we have to actually receive it um 10 24 and the disciples were astonished at his words but jesus answered again and said unto them children how hard is it for them that trust in riches to enter into the kingdom of god 
it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. And when Jesus saw that he had answered discreetly, he said unto them, Thou art not far from the kingdom of God. And no man after that dared ask him a question because they had just kind of said, well, we've done this, this, and this, and this. But then they were right close, but they knew the next answer. It's like, I, I once read a book. It's called, uh, it was called The Ten Commandments of Dating. And so... Ten Commandments of what? Dating. Oh. And so <laughs> I knew that if I would read that whole book, then I would know how how I could date and then I would find somebody and I would be able to date. So I read through nine chapters and I knew exactly what the 10th chapter was going to contain and I never read it because I got bitter. <laughs> because I knew it was going to it was going to give me an answer I wasn't looking for. And so I, I put this book aside and I'm like, nah. <laughs> and so Yep, and so same thing here with these guys here. Um, when he saw them, he answered them discreetly, and he said unto them, Thou art not far from the kingdom of God, and no man dared after that to ask him a question, because they knew they were going to get the answer they didn't want from him. And so sometimes we don't want the answer that we're looking for. And so, and then we, and then we don't yeah. read the last chapter of a, a book. So Mark 10, uh, 14, 25. Verily I say unto you, I will drink no more of the uh, fruit of the vine until the day that I drink new in the kingdom of God. Joseph of uh, our Arimathea, is that right? I don't know. An honorable counselor, when he was also waited for the kingdom of God, came and went in boldly unto Pilate and craved the body of Christ of Jesus. Luke, so now that those were all in Mark. Luke 4:43, he said unto them, I must preach the kingdom of God to other cities also, for there am, therefore am I sent. So Jesus says, I am sent to preach the kingdom of God. Thy kingdom come, that I will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. So like how is it in heaven? Well, God's kingdom reigns in heaven. Here on earth, if we're in the kingdom of God, God's kingdom reigns here on earth. Like we had, uh, um, oh, when did I do some? I was, hmm, a couple of uh, months, or when I was here this one time, mm-hmm. I just driven out demons somewhere. Drove from here down to Tabor and stopped at a, at a disc golf course. And... There was a guy, he was demon-possessed, and he just came swearing at me. And I could instantly feel that it was a demon. But there is power. Nothing can harm me here if I'm in the kingdom of God because I'm the one with power. He's just the one that's threatening. So, um, then, yeah, so Jesus came said unto them I must preach that the kingdom of, or the kingdom of God to the cities also for there am I am I sent Luke 6:20 and he lifted up his eyes on his disciples and blessed said blessed be the poor for yours is the kingdom of God Luke 7:28 for I say unto you among those that are born of woman there is not a greater prophet than John the Baptist 
but he that is least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. In Bible school, they asked us, what does this Bible verse mean? And we asked the Bible school teachers as well, and they would not tell us what that meant, because I don't know if they knew the answer. Um, says here, among those that are born of women, there is not a greater prophet than John the Baptist. But he that is least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. So if I am in the kingdom of God, then I am greater than John the Baptist. That makes no sense in our human brain, but that's literally what it says. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So whoever is in the kingdom of God is greater than John the Baptist. Why? Because we are with power here on earth. John the Baptist lost his head just just for he preached repentance. We can baptize people with the Holy Spirit and with fire. We can cast out demons. John could never cast out demons because he didn't have the power of the kingdom of God. And so we are doing greater things than John the Baptist if we are in the kingdom of God here on earth. Luke 8, 1. And it came to pass afterwards that he went through every city, throughout every city and villages, preaching and showing the glad tidings of the kingdom of God. And the twelve were with him. So that was his mission here. Luke 8, 10. And said unto them, Unto you it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to others in parables, that seeing they might not see, and hearing they might not understand. People will not understand the kingdom of God if we are not committed Christians. He said, uh, Luke 9.2, He said unto them, to, to preach the kingdom of God, uh, or he... And he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. 9-11. And the people, when they knew it, followed him and he received them and spoke unto them of the kingdom of God and healed them that had need of healing. So, okay, we'll get to that later yet. But uh, Mark talks about if we believe these signs shall follow them that believe. And one of them is that we will heal people. Um, I think, like, when you prayed for that cop, you healed him, in a sense. I think physical healing can actually be a thing, too. Um, there are gifts of healing, and I think we should pursue all of them, if we can. Luke nine sixty, Jesus said unto them, let, uh, let the dead bury their dead. But go thou and preach the kingdom of God. 62. And Jesus said unto them, No man, having put his hand to the plow, and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. That really emphasizes the kingdom of God. We cannot look back on our old life and be like, I want to go do this, I want to go do that, I want to go do that. Mm-hmm. We have to straightway like back in the day like without gps's um when i started plowing you would literally go into the middle of field and i drove straight to the other end of the field you just look forward once and you do not look back you make sure that your your back end is set once 
and you don't look back no more. It doesn't matter what happens behind you. You want that straight line because the rest of the field is going to look like that one straight line. And so, or crooked. Or crooked. Yep. Sometimes they definitely weren't straight. But And so you had to guesstimate where. And so this one guy, he had put the, uh, his uh, eye on this one dot all the way at the end of the field. And so it was a pretty good dot. And it turned out uh, when he got to the other end, a cow that was grazing. And so it was just... <laughs> And so it was grazing, and so it, his target was yeah. Moving. And, and so when he got to the end, he looked back, <laughs> and it had been a curved field. And so, yeah. So Jesus said unto them, "Let the dead bury the let or not, um, no no man having put his hand to the plow, and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God." Um, if Jesus moves, then we should move with him, but we should set on something that is set like mm-hmm. i'm I, i'm quite excited to move from Tabor to here for the fact that i won't have as many distractions here and so i'm gonna have this straight sight for god here and um luke 10 9 yep and healed the sick and that they that are uh, therein and saying unto them, the kingdom of God has come nigh unto you. So it was close. Even the very dust of your city and uh, which cleaves on us, do we wipe off against you notwithstanding? Be sure of this, that the kingdom of God has come nigh unto you. 11 verse 20. But if I, with the finger of God, cast out devils, no doubt the kingdom of God is come upon you. But rather seek ye the kingdom of God and these things that shall be added unto you. Uh, Luke 13, 18. Then said he unto them, unto what is the kingdom of God like? And uh, whereunto shall I uh, uh, resemble it? 13 verse 20 again I, he said whereunto shall I liken the kingdom of God there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth when ye shall see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God and ye yourselves uh, thrust out so talking to the uh, people in um, in the synagogues or in the religious areas of life um like I said, I'm going to go through all of these, and then we will. It'll engrave in us what the kingdom of God is. Luke thirteen twenty nine, and they shall come forth, uh, shall from the east and from the west and from the north and from the south, and shall sit down in the kingdom of God. Fourteen fifteen, and when they uh, and when one of them that sat at meat with him heard these things, he said unto them, Blessed is he that shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. The law and the prophets are uh, were until John. Since the time of the kingdom of God is preached and every man passed, uh, pressed into it. So, until, uh, yeah, the law and the prophets were until John, period. Since that time, the kingdom of God is preached and every man pressed into 
So the law and the prophets was up until John. So we really need to seek what the kingdom of God here on earth is now and not something else. Um, and when he was uh, deemed of, uh, demanded of the Pharisees, when, when the kingdom of God should come, he answered and said unto them, The kingdom of God comes not with uh, observation. Yeah, that's the right word. Observation, yeah. Yep. So. Which means like looking. Yeah. Only looking. So we have like in when Lucy cast out the demons out of me that day, the Holy Spirit revealed unto me what the kingdom of God was literally that day. And I got pretty excited. I'm pretty sure I told you guys back then. But I'm like, ah, I know what the kingdom of God is. So uh, we can't see it until we are free. And so if we are not free, we will not be in the kingdom of God. And so it doesn't have nothing to do with salvation. It has everything to do with power here on earth. Luke 17, 21. Neither shall they say, lo here or lo there. For behold, the kingdom of God is within you. So if the Antichrist comes and they say the kingdom of God is here on earth, come and see, well, we can't observantly see the kingdom of God. It is power within, because that's what it says here. Neither shall they say, lo here, no, or, or lo there, for behold, the kingdom of God is within you. So it is within us. But Jesus called them and said, uh, called unto them and said, Suffer little children to come unto me, and forbid them not, for of such is the kingdom of God. Verily I say unto you, Whosoever shall receive, shall not receive the kingdom of God, as a child shall in no wise enter therein. Luke eighteen twenty four. And he, and when Jesus saw that, he was uh, very sorrowful. He said, How hardly shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God. 20, 18 verse 25. For it is easier for a camel to go through the needle's eye than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. 18.29. And he said unto them, Verily I say unto you, There is no man that has left house or parents or brethren or wife or children for the kingdom of God's sake. Um, I'm sure there's more to that verse. But... Uh, and as they heard these things, he added and uh, spake a parable because he was nigh to Jerusalem and because they uh, thought that he thought that the kingdom of God should uh, immediately appear. Which, obviously, the Jews thought Jesus would bring the kingdom of God as a physical thing. Luke twenty-one thirty-one. So likewise, ye, when ye see these things come to pass you know that the kingdom of God is at hand and we're almost done here with these verses Luke 22 to 16 for, for I say unto you I will not any more eat thereof until I be fulfilled in the kingdom of God Luke 22 18 for I say unto you I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God shall come the same had not consented to the council and and uh, dead of them. He was of Arimathea, a city of the Jews, who 
also himself waited for the kingdom of God. I think that was one of the high priests. Maybe. Um, Jesus. Uh, so now we're in John again here. So here's where preachers get it wrong all the time in my opinion. John 3 verse 3. Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. People preach that it is born, being born again, the kingdom of God. They, they, they believe that the kingdom of God is being born again. It's not. Being born again is not the kingdom of God. Verse 5, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. We cannot enter into the kingdom of God unless we are born of water and of the Spirit. Um, and then uh, those are actually the only two verses in John that talks about the kingdom of God. But they say baptize me with the they think that that's it they think that's the being in the kingdom of God but specifically receiving the Holy Spirit because right they say that yeah but if you don't take care of our sin and confess it and do what we do in deliverance you cannot enter into the kingdom of God it is an impossible thing to go get baptized and to enter into the kingdom of God. It is an impossible thing. So when we do Christianity, we need to do it right. We need to do what Jesus said. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. So whoever is born again does not mean that they're in the kingdom of God. I actually asked the demon once. Um, I'm like, what does it mean being in the kingdom of God? Is every Christian in there? No. I'm like, what do you mean? And he explained it, but I'm like, okay. But this is what the Holy Spirit revealed to me. So the Holy Spirit revealed this to me very, very clearly. So we're going to go into Acts now. To whom also he showed himself. So this is Jesus walking on that road to Damascus, I think, or wherever it was, or to Jerusalem. Alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen of them forty days, and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God, not salvation, the kingdom of God, pertaining to the kingdom of God, not to salvation. It doesn't say that. Acts eight twelve. But when they believed Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God, so Philip knew of the kingdom of God. And the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized both men and women. Acts 14.22 confirming, uh, yeah, confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith and that we must, through much tribulation, enter into the kingdom of God. 19.8 And he went into the synagogues and spake boldly, for the space of three months, disputing and persuading the things concerning the kingdom of God. So it's pretty easy to convince people, religious people of the kingdom of God. It only took them three months here. <laughs> so, 
So, like, I'm going to try to persuade y'all to enter into the kingdom of God in one day. Just like that. Bam. But that's why we need to seek what the kingdom of God here on earth is. The Holy Spirit will reveal it to us if we are free of demons. And if we are completely free and have the Holy Spirit and baptized with the Holy Spirit. I believe every person like that can enter into the kingdom of God and exclusively those people. I don't believe that a person that is um, that has demons will be in the kingdom of God. It just does not make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Acts 20 verse 25 And now behold I know that ye all among whom I am gone preaching the kingdom of God shall see my face no more. So Paul was preaching the kingdom of God. Acts 28, uh, 23. And when they had appointed him a day, there came many to him in his lodging, to whom he expounded and testified the kingdom of God, persuading them concerning Jesus, both out of the law of Moses and out of the prophets, from morning till evening. Uh, never mind. I read that verse wrong. He mit, he waddled in his misery, knowing he was gonna die, and he's like, "Oh, poor me." <laughs> okay, so no, it's not what he said. He said, "When they had appointed a day that he should be dead, Paul, they came. There came many to him." into his lodging, to whom he expounded and testified the kingdom of God, persuading them concerning Jesus, both out of the law of Moses and out of the prophets from morning until evening. So he didn't wallow in his misery and said all this. He said, the kingdom of God is so much more precious than for me to dwell on any type of ill feelings. This is what I'm sent here to do, is to preach the kingdom of God to the Gentiles. Acts 28, verse 31. Preaching the kingdom of God and teaching those things which uh, concern the Lord Jesus Christ with all confidence, no man uh, forbidding him. So that was still Paul. And then in Romans, he writes uh, 14, verse 17. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's That's the one he quoted yesterday. Who quoted? Whatever the dude's name was. Okay. So anyways, um, in Romans here now, we can hear what this means. What's the kingdom of God? For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. So what does it say? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Here it says, For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. So in the kingdom of God, I have this peace. And uh, 1 Corinthians 4 verse 20 says, For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. So there is power in the kingdom of God. So when we wholeheartedly seek that, we will have that power. When I was... uh, um, at uh, Simon's house here, uh, and his uh, parents, or his, was it his parents or his wife's parents that were there? 
I felt the kingdom of God come down, and he gave me permission to preach in his house, and the people there, with as uh, traditional as they were, they repented in his house, out loud, never having prayed out loud before. And it's the kingdom of God, the power that was there. And I knew, I'm like, wow, this power is amazing. Because nothing, and I felt like nothing could have disrupted that church service there that we had just in that house. There was power there. And so when Paul says it here, 1 Corinthians 4.20, For the kingdom of God is not word, but in power. Not in word, but in power. I felt that. So 1 Corinthians 6 and 9, Know ye not that the righteousness shall not inherit, or the righteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? But not be ye not be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor feminine, or abusers of themselves with mankind, uh, nor nor th- thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners, or whatever that big word is shall inherit the kingdom of God. So now if we look at anybody that has is doing any of these things, we will not inherit the kingdom of God. It does not say they will not be saved. It says they will not inherit the kingdom of God. And so we need to be upright and righteous in the kingdom of God or, or to become a person in the kingdom of God. And that's why there's so little th- things happening in Christianity. We do not understand what the kingdom of God here on earth is. 1 Corinthians 15.50 Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Neither does corruption inherit. The ki- uh, inherit. So flesh and blood can't inherit it, and neither does corruption. So any type of corruption in church or anything like that, the kingdom of God cannot enter in there. It is an impossible thing to do. Galatians 5.21 Envying murders, drunkenness, revilers, and such of such the which I tell you before, as I also I have also told you in time past that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. It is an impossible thing to do. Ephesians 5 5. For this ye know that no whoremongers nor unclean persons, unclean meaning having spirits, nor covetous man who is an, uh, <clears throat> who is an idolater, have any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. So there are actually, <clears throat> there's a kingdom of. A God and the kingdom of heaven. So two different things, yes. So a whole more stuff to the Bible. Um, 1 Thessalonians 2.12 That ye walk, that ye would walk worthy, worthy of God. Oh, never mind that. Who has called you unto his kingdom and glory. Second uh, Thessalonians 1.5 Which is a manifest token of the righteous judgment of God that ye may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God for which ye also suffer. Um, Hebrews 1.8 But unto the Son of, he said, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is a 
Sanctuary of the Kingdom of... Mm, I cut that one off. Oh, never mind. Righteousness is the scepter of the, thy kingdom. So, again, the, the righteousness is the scepter of God's kingdom. James 2 verse 5. Uh, here, uh, hearken, my beloved brethren, has not God chosen the poor of the world uh, rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom which he has promised to them that love him so if we don't love our brothers or neighbors etc we will not inherit the kingdom of God Revelation 1 9 I think I am through yep says I John also whom also am your brother and companion in tribulation and in the kingdom of and patience of Jesus Christ was in the... Okay, never mind. This one is... Uh, he was just talking about how he's in the kingdom. Revelation twelve ten, And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of Christ for the accuser of the brethren is cast down which accused them before God day and night. And then uh, Revelation 17, 17 is the last one that sort of talks about this. For God has put in their hearts to fulfill his will and to agree and give their kingdom unto the beast until the world words of God shall be fulfilled. So basically those are all of the verses that the Bible has on the kingdom of God. And so... I think with reading them, understanding them, like I understand what the kingdom of God is here on earth because the Holy Spirit revealed it to me. And I believe the things that um, me and Rachel do with prayer and with casting out demons is a part of the kingdom of God. So, um, and I think that God wants every single person in the kingdom of God if at all possible. And so, uh, um, I think we all have the capability to come into the kingdom of God. I think you have uh, all the capability to search what the kingdom of God is and it will be added unto you as well. And so, everybody who does the will of the Father and is clean can enter into the kingdom of God. And so, we need to seek what does that mean, where is that power, and how do we pursue and then that falls under the gifts of the Holy Spirit as well now. And so, uh, yeah. That is basically all. Any questions? Are you out of the kingdom of God if you get a spirit inside of you? Good question. Next question. <laughs> you can't first enter into the kingdom of God, but can you stay in the kingdom of God is what she's asking. Mm-hmm. If you have a spirit again. Hold up, please. It says no unclean. Where is that one verse? Um, so that's the thing 
about you don't lose your salvation by getting an unclean spirit. You just you lose that extra power. Yep. And the people have it so wrong. They have it so wrong. Like they miss the point and just view it. Yep. It is amazing. Like when God revealed to me, or the Holy Spirit revealed to me, what the kingdom of God is. I understand, stood what it means. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. I understood the Lord's prayer: Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth. Mm-hmm. When you prayed and you saw those angels come down, mm-hmm. it was His kingdom was coming here on earth. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is with power. So, so yeah, um, that's what we should always be pursuing his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you so like like that plow man like look towards jesus and if we if we go there but then we turn away we're not going to enter into the kingdom of god a rich man has too many things to focus in on he cannot enter into the kingdom of god does not mean that he won't enter heaven it just means that it's hard for him to focus on the kingdom of God and also his riches. Yeah. But can you imagine that people will just get like okay, I don't wanna who cares about entering the kingdom of God, but now I'm saved from hell. Like that's all I care about. Right? That's so what in question as like if if that rich man if he can still enter heaven versus the guy with a straight ahead kick. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what, what's the what's the difference going to be? What's the end result going to be in heaven? Like, Many crowns are going to be lost. Okay. So, God gives us a crown for every victory here on earth. And our reward, we will be judged accordingly and we will be rewarded right. accordingly. And so he's going to have all his riches here on earth and all his fun. But in, in God's kingdom, when once we are in heaven, first of all, he's sacrificing peace and power and joy here on earth, is what the Bible says. Um, which verse and they was get that? deceived by thinking they're good enough just the way they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll not all walk the streets of gold, though. We'll all still walk the streets of gold, those who are born again. Okay. Yes. However, eternity asks in a long time. Um, Rachel, Rachel sort of understands it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we could, we, there is going to be rank, ranks in the kingdom of God or in God's kingdom. And according to how we have labored here, we're going to get rewarded. So, like, we'll forever have to look at somebody. Oh, that man actually dedicated his life to Christ. And there's just a presence with him in heaven, I think. I don't know exactly what it's going to mean, but... But not just that, that we're sacrificing our peace and joy and power here on earth. But 
we will all walk the streets of gold if we are born again Christians. So, Akwadi and message chatting. I thought I sent it to him. Where did I send it to him? It's like two people both being saved and one doing everything in the kingdom by the power and the other one just whistling as he goes and what you do. Yeah. But yet, down your roads, you can tell them what you know and they don't get it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's like what you know for them like yeah for real yeah like and on and on us along and on like you guys that's long what you do is that's where you get there yeah yeah it's Pretty much unexplainable, in my opinion, to to the degree like what what the rewards were in Zion and what the nation Zion and stuff like that. But yet the hardest thing for me, I think now, would be knowing this. Yeah. Um, hardest thing what? Like well, that's a crossbreed. It only took this one guy three months. And he was disputing much in for three months, I Tuzo, in the synagogues. Three months he was disputing the kingdom of God with them. So like I can only throw him on a bara there's message bara and bara and bara ever fatal. Yes. <laughs> well you know it's kinda of how long it took me. From when I met you to when I fully understood and had it, mm-hmm. but three months. Hi, you guys. You don't ask me what surprise me. Oh, right. Oh. I was listening. I don't know. Somebody's here, and you know we're not there. Somebody's here. Well, no. And who's the uncle? Forgot about him. They were just too late. Good night. Right, come on in. No. No, we just yes. start. Just about to start. Right. <laughs> so I lost. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to be church? Yeah. So we're going to preach on the kingdom of God. So <laughs> right in. Okay. You guys ready for this journey? Mm-hmm. Hi. Today. Hi. Hi. Oh, 
Well, should we uh, close with a prayer? And then find food? Food. I can give you some food, yep. Alright. Oh yeah, the breaking of the bread later, yes. Okay, can you want to take it away? You want to pray for us? Heavenly Father, we come before you and Lord, we thank you for for this day, Lord. We thank you for this morning and um, thank you for Willie um, for stepping out and, and uh, bringing us the message this morning, Lord, and, on on the kingdom of God and how to how to enter in, Lord. And, and, um, Lord, I just, uh, just thank you for. Uh, for revealing this truth and for also for yesterday's uh, um, how you delivered me from from all un- uncleanness, Lord. And Father, we just uh, just praise you and thank you for that. And Lord, I thank you for, for each one that came out this morning. For this in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Hey! Where'd it go? Where did it go? Where'd it go? Come here. Austin. Austin! Come. Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Who did the service? Stephen Rieger?